the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast is on the air on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to have news and notes to get to, but first, very easily, how can you follow me? On Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa ready as well. We're also on uh, odyssey.com uh, as well as the Hopped Up Network and iHeartRadio. Hopped Up Network, of course. You head over to the Hopped Up Network um, usually uh, Monday mornings, a couple minutes after the show airs. You will find the podcast version of this show and then you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Mark Edelson, CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery. Mark is one of the founders. Uh, of Iron Hill Brewery is going to join me. The brewery is celebrating 25 years in operation. They just did uh, this past, I think it was October, November, and it's extending into this year. Brewery and their brew pubs, 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia. A lot to talk about with those guys, and we will talk to them in just about 20 minutes from now. In God's Country from U2's The Joshua Tree, 35 years old that album is. That happened... uh, Oh, my God, about a week ago or so. Uh, I'm usually a little late on these things. Apologize for that. But uh, the Joshua Tree, first time I saw U2. I was not a big fan of U2 before that. Um, you know, obviously saw, uh, you know, Live Aid, you know, tremendous show in 85. Um, but I was never a big U2 fan. I thought, eh, they're all right, you know, whatever. But Joshua Tree, a buddy of mine that I had worked with, bought tickets to see them at the old Brendan Byrne Arena. Uh, and then it was the IZOD Center. It was a whole bunch of different names, right? It's no longer there. Now it's the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford. Um, but he said, you know, you got to come. you got to see these guys. They're great. I said, all right. I went. Wow, was I blown away. I have to tell you, I was amazed. Four-piece. This is before you 2 had all the electronics and the pyrotechnics and all the other stuff. Okay? Um, the bottom line is they were outstanding. I was so impressed with Bono as a showman. Became a fan ever since. And I've seen them a bunch of times since, and they have never disappointed. They're just a tremendous band. So there you go. In God's Country, U2, Joshua Tree, um, 35 years old. Uh, 35 years old in about a week or so. All right? Put it that way. Um, let's dive into some beer news. So obviously this, uh, this war is still continuing with uh, Ukraine and Russia. A number of different breweries are doing 
a, a beer to support Ukraine from Pravda Brewery. Icarus happens to be one of the local ones here in Jersey, in New Jersey, that is doing it. Um, so they're uh, collaborating with the folks at Pravda Brewery in uh, Liv, uh, Ukraine. They're brewing their own batch of Putin Julio. Um, Pravda has offered their Victory Beer Series recipes to brewers around the world. Brewing in Ukraine might not be a priority currently, but it is still something that gives much-needed funds and hope to their cause. This is from Icarus. The Icarus batch of Putin Julio will be ready in about a month. Uh, stay tuned for release info and more details. They're donating 100% of the profits to their friends at Pravda and organizations currently supporting Ukrainian refugees. Now, I know Heavy Seas is doing this as well. There's a number of breweries around the country uh, that are, do- are brewing this beer in support of uh, Ukraine and Pravda Brewery. So that is really cool. So uh, kudos to the folks from Icarus Brewing that are doing it locally. Uh, if there are any other local brewers that are doing it locally, please send me the information, albertg at nycradio.com, and we'll make sure to get it out there so that people can go and purchase that beer when it's released uh, to support the the people in Ukraine. The Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest set to return June 4th, 2022. A curated all-star cast of more than 55 breweries from around the world. Tickets purchased for the postponed 2020 Fest will carry over to this year's event, which is why, unfortunately, no additional tickets are for public sale. So if you bought tickets in 2020, you got to hold on to them to 2022. It's sold out. They're not releasing any more tickets, so you're kind of out of luck there. Uh, attending breweries at the 2022 event include uh, Frau Gruber Craft Brewing from Germany, uh, Casey Brewing from Glenwood Springs, Colorado, uh, Cerveza Antares from Argentina. You've got um, Cerveza uh, Cerva, uh, Cervara of Bamberg from Brazil, Cloudwater Brew Company from England, uh, Liquid Gravity from San Luis Obispo, Omnipolo from Sweden, Great Notion Brewing from Oregon. Uh, there are a lot of great breweries that are going to be here. Uh, and a complete list of the breweries attending the 2022 Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest can be viewed on Firestone Walker's webpage. So kudos to them. And if you have tickets, um, uh, it's going to be a, a pretty cool event in June. I, I've got to make it out to Firestone Walker one of these days. That's one of those like bucket list trips I need to make and I want to get out there. And they're in a weird spot in California where they're sort of not near a big city um, that you can easily go to. It's like if you go from San Francisco, it's about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Los Angeles is probably three hours. You know, so where am I meeting in the middle to kind of do it? I don't know. I, I have to figure something out, um, but I've got to get over there. And I don't want to go to one of their satellite locations. I want to go to the brewery itself. So we'll figure that out. Keeping it in San Diego or Southern California, or California as it may be, uh, our friends from Society, available starting this month, San Diego-based Society Brewing has launched the newest addition to their core lineup, Bulbous Flowers. It's a 7% ABV hazy IPA. It's back as a fan favorite, Society's first true hazy IPA. Bulbous Flowers has been granted core lineup status, solidifying hazy IPAs as more than just a fad, but a beer that's around for the long haul. Uh, Bulbous Flowers, sticky and fresh hazy IPA with a West Coast finish to add to its drinkability. Still distinctive of Society style. Uh, Bulbous Flowers has mild bitterness, a slight sweetness, heavy tropical pineapple flavors, resulting in a mildly carbonated beer with a medium body that still finishes dry and clean. They used Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops, blended with two-row and oats oats malts for a full bloom of hops with an unfiltered aura, making for a year-round daydream of freshly squeezed citrus. The Hazy IPA, available in 12-ounce six-packs year-round online and in select stores, throughout California and at the Society Tasting Room in Claremont, San Diego. If you haven't been to Society and you're out in San Diego uh, for a beer trip or for vacation, 
I encourage you to go. One of the better, um, I mean, listen, you can throw a rock at anything and you're going to hit a great brewery in San Diego. They make fantastic IPAs. They're, they're in a little, little industrial building. It's kind of on a main street, and then you kind of turn off, and boom, there you are. There's gas stations all over the place and some, you know, a chain restaurants or whatever. They usually have a food truck there. Uh, it's a fantastic place. I loved it. had a great experience there. Um, we sort of hit there on our way back from uh, the Miramar area of San Diego. We were hitting a whole bunch of different breweries like Al Smith and Green Flash, et cetera. Um, it's definitely a location to stop at. There is no doubt in my mind that Society is one of the better breweries uh, in San Diego and should be on your list of, of places to go to um, when you go to San Diego. And speaking of places to go to when you go to San Diego, Stone Brewing, their suit against Molson Coors finally headed to court, took place last week. Uh, they, um, they announced back in February of 2018 they were suing uh, Miller Coors, now Molson Coors, because they tried Miller Coors to rebrand their Colorado Rockies-themed Keystone beer as Stone. Craft Beer um, Stone said, no, our beer is known by Stone. There is no mistaking it. You're infringing on our copyright. The words back and forth. Uh, most people expected a settlement of some sort. However, on March 30th of last year, the federal court overseeing Stone Brewing's trademark dispute rejected Miller Coors Keystone's motion for summary judgment which is a judgment by the court for one party and against another without a trial. In a 41-page order dated March 27th, made available uh, that Monday, U.S. District Judge Robert Benitez found it was a close call in deciding whether to grant Stone Brewing summary judgment on its trademark infringement claim against Keystone Beer Maker. According to Courthouse News Service, he ultimately found it was a decision for a jury. He said, evaluating all the factors and the evidence provided by the parties, the court cannot find plaintiff has, as a matter of law, demonstrated a likelihood of consumer confusion, although it is a close call. After multiple delays, the trial, which one U.S. district judge in San Diego called one of the most contentious cases he's ever experienced, according to the San Diego Union-Tribune, kicked off on March 7th, expected to last three weeks. Um, I think Stone Brewing has a legitimate gripe here. Um, I have never heard of Keystone Beer referred to as Stone a stone light, never never heard it, ever. And I don't drink Keystone Light, so there you go. Uh, but I've never heard that. So we shall see what happens. Probably within the next week or so, we will have a decision in that case. Peroni Italian Lager, they're kicking off their first U.S. TV campaign in two years. A spicy video filmed uh, in uh, a cliffside village on Italy's Amalfi Coast. And $20,000 towards your next trip to Italy. Peroni Nastro Azzurro, it's a popular Italian lager, nearly doubled its volume sales between 2018 and 2021, according to IRI. They launched a new TV campaign earlier this past week, a lively new spot filmed in Positano, a picture postcard Italian village perfect for living the La Dolce Vita, which is what the theme of the commercial is. Uh, They are launching a sweepstakes Peroni. One legal-age drinker could win $20,000 to upgrade to their next trip to Italy. Consumers can sign up for a chance to win by visiting PeroniPassport.com. Prizes also include funds towards a six-pack of Peroni or expedited passport fees, courtesy of Peroni. Uh, their sales uh, grew by 88%, volume sales by 93% since 2018, uh, far outpacing their two main competitors in the U.S. market, Stella Artois and Heineken. Uh, and now with people uh, traveling again, uh, the Molson Coors import, premium import taking the brand back to where it is brewed, celebrating Italy, and the sweet life. So that's pretty cool. 20000 to upgrade your next trip to Italy. So check it out. Uh, the website, PeroniPassport.com. Very cool. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. 
This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, the boys from Birmingham, Free Will Burn and Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith, 1984. Can you believe it? <sighs> Cannot wait to see these guys. Just about two weeks from now, or about a week and a half. Over at the Prudential Center. Can't wait. Delayed show. We're supposed to see them in October. Got pushed in March because uh, uh, Richie Faulkner, one of their lead guitarists, ended up with an aortic aneurysm on stage. The guy finished the show, then they brought him to the hospital. It's unbelievable. It's a, it's a miracle he's even alive. My dad had survived two aortic aneurysms. Not an easy thing to survive any of them. So I'm not going to get into it. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not even going to go into the explanation as to what an aortic aneurysm is. Just look it up. You will understand why. Coming up in 10 minutes, Mark Edelson, CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery, the chain celebrating 25 years in operation the brewery and their brew pubs, 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia. We've got lots to talk about with them. Uh, that is coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. We've got a ton of news to get to, so we're going to dive right into it. Trogues Brewing, on the Art of Trogues contest. It's underway. The gallery open uh, now, running through May 1st of this year. Trogues Independent Brewing, inviting artists and creative types to submit an original piece of art Inspired by its beer, label art, packaging, employees, and even the brewery itself. Eligible entrants can get in on the contest if you create original artwork in any medium. Painting, photography, illustration, digital design, drawing, mixed media, etc. There's a ton of stuff that you can do. Along with a little story about the Trogues-inspired piece. Then an expert panel of judges selected by Trogues will choose their favorite piece the contest winner receives. A limited-release scratch beer label will be created in honor of the winner's artwork. A $500 cash prize. Sixth annual Art of Trogues gallery opening party held in your honor. One night's accommodations for you and a a few friends. You get two rooms uh, at a local hotel. And bragging rights for life. Two runners-up receive a cash prize, an invitation to the gallery opening party, and a one-night hotel stay as well. The judging criteria goes like this. 25% creative use of Trogues artwork. 25% concept story. 25% craftsmanship. And 25% general awesomeness. Now, in the past... Art of Trogues artists have gone on to craft signs for the brewery, re uh, image the iconic Nugget Nectar First Squeeze, and even design beer labels for the brewery. So this is pretty cool. Learn more about the Art of Trogues contest. Hit their website, trogues.com. And speaking of which, Trogues has also announced the release of a lollipop, a soft, citrusy, and slightly hazy double IPA, notes of pear, citrus, and a hint of melon. Uh, this began in the hop fields of Yakima Valley, Washington, during the brewery's annual pilgrimage to this hop-growing hotbed. A uh, hotbed. Um, this is a limited release. It's a, it was started out as a small batch scratch series. Now it's being uh, bumped up a little bit here. Uh, but again, uh, available now uh, in draft and 16-ounce cans everywhere. Trogues beer is sold. Uh, Got to get me a can or two of that because that sounds uh, like a delicious beer, and I love. Uh, almost everything that Trogues does uh, is fantastic. They're just a great brewery, and I've got to take a little pilgrimage out there uh, this summer uh, if I get a chance. Now, a number of different breweries. We mentioned Icarus Brewing doing a beer for Pravda Brewing. Um, Bolero Snort is also doing one. 
Uh, they're brewing their take of Pravda Beer's Belgian-style wit beer with orange peel and coriander. 100% of the profits from the beer will be transferred to Pravda Brewing in Ukraine to aid their resistance efforts. Um, they are, have made Frau Beer Blanche available for pre-order already in order to get aid over there as soon as possible. So if you buy the beer, they're going to send them now. They're going to send the money directly over there now. Uh, it'll be available for pickup on or after April Fool's Day on April 1st. Uh, stay tuned to Bolero's social media pages for more information as they get closer. It's an, only in a couple of weeks away. Uh, for pre-order options, visit the link in their bio on their Instagram or their Facebook page and uh, read the description carefully to understand how deliveries and pickups will be handled. This is important. So kudos to Bolero. Icarus is doing this. They were featured on News 12. I know uh, Three Threes, I believe, is doing it. Um, there's a bunch of different breweries in New Jersey. Heavy Seas is also making one to help Ukraine. A lot of breweries around the country are doing a beer uh, based on a Pravda recipe so that they can help uh, the people in Ukraine directly. That is pretty awesome. Six Point Brewery, uh, known for those colorful skinny beer cans sold from bodega and grocery store shelves, gearing up to expand in a big way. The beer brand started in Red Hook, of course, in 2004. It's going to open a series of tap rooms across the city in the next couple of years. According to a spokesperson for the company, the expansion begins with a location in City Point and the downtown Brooklyn development that also houses DeKalb Market, Trader Joe's, and Alamo Draft House. It is slated to open uh, coming up this fall. So kudos to the folks at Six Point. I mentioned this last week. I'll keep mentioning this for the next few weeks. Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown. It returns May 14th. That's a Saturday. It's at Men in Arena Field in Morristown, New Jersey. 30 New Jersey breweries, each bringing three styles of beer, one of them specifically designed for the event. Um, Senor Sangria and Broad Street Celsius are also joining the party this year. Plenty of barbecue and bacon creations all available for purchase. There's a VIP first hour for first crack of the beer and a delicious VIP buffet that uh, Chef Chris Massey is putting together. He's one of the judges for the event. I am a judge as well. Mike Kivowitz from uh, NJ Craft Beer, uh, the folks from Jersey Bites. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have, uh, and uh, I believe uh, Jenner into Simone. Uh, is also uh, going to be a part of it as well. Um, uh, Peter, uh, Peter and Deb from uh, NJ Bites, uh, Jersey Bites. It's going to be great. Great event. Noon to 1 is the VIP. 1 to 5 is general admission. NJBeerBBQFest.com. You can save 15 bucks on general admission or VIP tickets with the code JERSEYBEER, all one word. It expires Sunday, March 27th at midnight. So you want to save some money, 15 bucks off. The code is JERSEYBEER. I will be there judging. It's all Jersey beer. It's a phenomenal event. We have a great time every year doing this. Um, my thanks to uh, Allison Kohler uh, for putting this together. She always does a great job. The other one that she's got put together pours into town on Saturday, May 21st. is Pints in the Park. So the week after their, her beer barbecue bacon event, it's Pints in the Park. It's at Washington Lake Park in Sewell, New Jersey. Uh, it's from 3 to 7, 100 styles of craft beer, sangria, and cider. Uh, great music, access to great vo- food, vendors, and merchandise. Pintsfest.com is the website for that. Of course, you have to be 21 and over for this. No kids. I don't, I'm not sure if you can bring your dogs. I know you can bring your dogs to the um, Beer Bacon Barbecue Showdown. I don't think you can bring uh, pets to this event um, in Sewell, New Jersey. Just uh, just letting you know. And coming up Wednesday, March 23rd, that's this Wednesday, uh, the folks from the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival are going to be at a Victory Brewing's Tap Room in Philadelphia. You can get tickets to the event for $65 flat. No fees, no taxes, and John and his crew will buy your first beer. So not only will you get a beer, 
You will save money because of no taxes and fees, and that money they're going to take and they're going to buy you a beer. That's pretty cool. Plus, one person that goes there will have a chance to win upgraded tickets to VIP for the session. You get into the uh, you get into the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival early. You get a swag bag. You get a welcome toast with the headlining band. You get a pretty cool event. 1776 Benjamin Franklin Parkway in Philadelphia from 6 to 8 p.m. only this coming Wednesday, March 23rd at Victory Brewing Company's Philly Tap Room. You do not want to miss it. Uh, Weldworks, they are uh, putting together uh, with Little Man Ice Cream Company. They are teaming up for an ice cream stout, but this time Odell Brewing is a part of it for this upcoming Collaboration Fest brew that'll be, that is available now and will also be at the Collaboration Fest brew on April 2nd. Uh, they are doing uh, this, um, this Oreo stout again, I guess. Yeah, Little Man Salted Oreo stout. So they're going to put this thing together. Oh, no. Uh, this is uh, March Madness Ice Cream. It's the trio stout version that involves ample amounts of cereal marshmallows and Little Man Marsh- March Madness Ice Cream, as well as a combination of pastry stout bases from Odell and Weldworks, a 9.2% ABV stout. It is available now for, uh, it was just available now for St. Patty's Day, but it's available in cans and on draft within Weldworks distribution footprint. Uh, it is also on tap at Odell Brewing, and it's also going to make an appearance at the Collaboration Fest on April 2nd. That is pretty awesome. I got to get a can of that. Shay, if you're listening, I need a can of that beer. I got to try that because the little the salted uh, Oreo stout was outstanding. And I'm, I'm, I think I may still have a can in my refrigerator. I know it's a year old, but I'm sure it, it still tastes fantastic. Finally, Screaming Hill Brewery. They're taking part in the first annual uh, SQFT Saturday. I guess they want to call it soft, but it's Squift. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out. Anyway, this takes place on Saturday, April 2nd. All across the Northeast, there'll be open houses at various places to promote the production and use of local grains. The open house at Screaming Hill will be a chance for you to meet the people who grow malt and brew with the local grain in every Screaming Hill beer. They're also offering hay rides around the farm, tours of their grain facility and brewing facility, as well as malt samples to taste and learn about farming equipment will also be on display for you to climb on and check out. They're going to have live music from the Doc Clemmer duo, and they're inviting everyone to come down to the farm to check out how the use of local grains and malt is used to make beer, which is really cool, and why it is the soul of beer. And by the way, Brett Bullock from Bullock Farms, Screaming Hill Brewery, the head brewer, He'll be on the program next week. We're going to talk more about this, as well as the backyard, uh, the back road, backyard ramble, back road ramble, back road ramble. I always get that mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Brett. He'll be on the program next week. We're going to talk about this. This is something that is near and dear to my heart. It's about local. It's about harvesting grains. It's about growing malt and hops and all these things on farms so that they're sustainable. And uh, Brett is always a good conversation. So we'll talk to Brett uh, coming up next week on the program, which is going to be Really, really cool. When we come back after a short break, Mark Edelson and CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery will join me. This is the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It's been a while since I've played some Kenny Wayne Shepherd on this program, and this album uh, comes from the Trouble Is 
uh, album way back here. We used to call them albums. You know, I am dating myself. Everybody says it's downloads and CDs now. Well, I still refer to them as albums. This album came out back in 1997. Kenny Wayne going to be touring with Joe Bonamassa uh, later this year, and I'm hoping to see them at Jones Beach uh, coming up in August. That should be a very, very fun show. Uh, as I said, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And my next guests are from a brewery brew pub that started a little over 25 years ago, so right around the time that Trouble Is came out. These guys opened way back at the turn of the century, and it does kind of feel weird saying that. Well, they are celebrating 25 years in business. The last few have certainly been challenging for any business, whether it's beer or you know whatever the case may be because of the pandemic. But for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs, around 19 locations in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia, just go to ironhillbrewery.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, one of the founders, Mark Edelson, and their CEO, Chris Westcott. Mark, Chris, happy anniversary. How are you guys? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having us, Al. Absolutely. 25 years brewing beer and making great food starting in Delaware and now in six states. Mark, I'm going to ask you as a founder of the company, could you have ever imagined that 25 years later you would still be working at a job you love? Well, you know, we uh, no, I don't think I could. But, you know, we have this debate all the time. Uh, I have two partners uh, that we well, founded the business together. Mm. And... Um, and, you know, revisionist history, one, my one partner, Kevin, uh, we always talked about how big we would potentially get, right? And, and uh, my other partner and I always rounded down. Kevin claims that he thought that we'd get to 20. I don't remember it that way, but he's <laughs> claiming it, right? So, right. Uh, but, you know, personally, uh, it's been a great success over the years. And like you said, um, doing what you love. I mean, I'm, I'm now the VP of beer, so <laughs> self-proclaimed. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, making beer and being in the hospitality business has been fantastic. Obviously, the last two years hasn't been kind to us in hospitality, but you know, we uh, because of the strength of the business, we've we've weathered through it. Right. And Chris, talk to me a little bit about the expansion of the brew pubs. Obviously, COVID nineteen had a bit to do with uh, delays in regards to expansion. But where does Iron Hill uh, stand now with branching out into other locations? So we're, we're getting very active in the real estate market and are looking to grow both the full-service breweries. And uh, through COVID, we, we introduced a tap house concept, which is a modified service fast casual concept, uh, smaller footprint, uh, that we're, we're looking for sites to grow that as well. So we've opened a prototype and, and are um, refining that model and then going to the street looking for sites to grow that as well. So we we hope to be um, you know looking at three to five sites uh, a year for the next several years and growing both the base business and uh, the tap house business. And Chris, when you say smaller, you're talking about something where not obviously not the extensive menu that you guys have, same beer, but sort of a, a limited menu of some of like the best hits that you have to offer. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, again, it's a counter-serve model where we deliver the food and then pick up service and provide ongoing service um, in the dining room. So it's, um, it's geared towards a, a faster pace, but the food is, uh, is absolutely reflective of the food that we've become known for over the 25-year history of the company. 
We're talking with founder Mark Edelson, CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery, the brewery celebrating 25 years in operation. And for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs, around 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia, just go to ironhillbrewery.com or here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mark, last time you and I talked was a few years ago, and if I recall correctly, you guys were getting ready to open in New Jersey. How has a Southern New Jersey, how has the, the Southern New Jersey market embraced Iron Hill? Boy, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. But, but I have to tell you, you know, I, well, South Jersey's been great to us. I, I will admit, I am born and bred from New Jersey. Uh, most of my family still lives there. Right. Still love Jersey sometimes. Uh, but you know, when we first were under construction in South Jersey, you know, the feedback we got from everybody was South Jersey is just a you know Bud Miller Coors. You know, you guys are going to fail, right? right? And when we opened, it was, I have to say, our most successful opening, right? From, a, for, from an overall, but particularly from a beer standpoint. You know, our, our, our product mix of beer was much higher. Our takeout beer out of Growlers, everything there was, it was almost like customers were coming in and saying, finally, you know, uh, mm-hmm. somebody has opened and introduced us to it. And it led to just really a, a whole cascading of craft beer, really revolution within New Jersey. You know, you saw, uh, you know, as we developed things and changed some of the laws, you saw a lot more of the tasting rooms open. And right. New Jersey is just a wonderful place for craft beer now. Uh, 100%. And southern New Jersey really is sort of a desert in certain ways when it comes to food and drink, and it has really expanded uh, over the last several years, and that is always a good thing because competition is always a good thing. Now, Chris, you've worked with a bunch of different restaurants, helping them grow. In your opinion, what is the biggest challenge for you heading into a state like, say, Georgia, to convince the public to try a new restaurant? Well, cracking the code in, in new states and new cities is, is always a challenge for a growing company. Um, I, I think the way that, uh, that we have overcome that challenge and are, are continuing to is, is to be true to who we are and, and just bring our product, our commitment to quality, and our commitment to hospitality um, into a new market and be mindful of the new market that we're in so that we can reflect the community that we work in. Um, we, we hire locally. Our brewer, you know, brewers down there are local folks, and they live and work in that area. Um, so we, we try to um, become ingrained in the community and, and not be continued to look at uh, as outsiders. Um, but, but I think it all comes down to consistency and high quality and, and just continuing to do what got us there, and, and that is to produce great product and serve it in a really positive way. We're talking with founder Mark Edelson, CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery, the brewery celebrating 25 years in operation. And for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs, around 19 locations all over New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia, as I mentioned, just go to ironhillbrewery.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mark, did the pandemic have anything to do with opening that large production facility that you guys had talked about to get your award-winning beers and cans? Or was that always a part of the business plan to eventually uh, get out there in the market and serve the beer in you know in the four packs or six packs of cans? Well, it's interesting. Uh, the, the production brewery or the larger brewery was under construction during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right, as well as three other restaurants, about the worst perfect storm you could have with that, right, being under construction. Sure. But 
you know, really, it, it's while we always had in the back of our head um, that we were going to be, uh, you know, in retail distribution, mm-hmm. um, its original intent of constructing it was to help the growth of the of the fleet of restaurants, really. And what we did learn during the pandemic, because we did we did have beer in cans, right. uh, but we used the mobile canning uh, mm-hmm. solution for that. Um, we just saw the, the proliferation of packaged beer that because of the pandemic and and what kept us afloat a little bit is continuing to sell. What we're already doing is canned beer out the door. As right. we start to think about the post-COVID world, we said, you know, maybe we make this jump now. And, and in fact, before we completed construction of that brewery uh, under contract brewing, we launched into retail our cans. And so uh, naturally when we opened the brewery itself, we just we were already in the marketplace selling beer uh, where we hadn't before, and it's just another outlet of the brand and, and what we talk about, another leg, the, the three legs of our stool now, which is the full-service restaurants, which we have uh, historically done for 25 years, uh, the tap house concept, which Chris just talked about, mm-hmm. and selling retail beer, you know. Uh, we, we say uh, Iron Hill's available wherever craft beer is sold. Yeah, and that's and that's always a good thing. You taste the beer, then you realize you guys have a restaurant. Maybe you want to go in, check out the food, and check out the beer as well, and maybe get some more options that you may not be able to get in cans. Now, 25 years, what's going on with this cool-looking beer mug I see on the website for your 25th anniversary? Chris, Mark, please tell the folks about how someone can get uh, this mug. Uh, well, uh, they um, they have to be a Mud Club member, and um, uh, unfortunately, the time to get it is gone. Okay. Uh, what we did was we gave everybody the opportunity, which was part of our loyalty program, right? Right. And uh, they signed up to get it because we did, and um, and we had our our actual twenty fifth was in November, so we are into our twenty fifth year, and so um, and and uh, s- such a high percentage of our loyalty. Uh, members signed up for it, and um, and and then we knew how much we, we we needed for that, and that was all throughout last year. We did events leading up to that where they could sign up, nice. and so uh, we were just finishing up the distribution of those. But yes, gotcha. they are beautiful mugs, and uh, and you know it was our way to really um, to celebrate to have our lo- most loyal customers celebrate with us and get something unique. Uh, with uh, the milestone of 25 years. Well, you know, listen, food has to be great, the beer has to be great, but loyalty is important. If those two things, uh, you know, are put together, the food and the the beer, then you're going to get people coming back again and again, and it's nice to be able to reward them uh, for being able to come back consistently time and and time again. I will say this. I think that with with any hospitality company, mm-hmm. um, loyalty is what got us through the pandemic. Right. right? Um, our, our, the, our loyal customers in our local market said, we don't want you guys to go out of business. We see what's going on, and we're going to support you with takeout. And once we could get people back in, uh, a, a lot of people still would come back in. And, and I think all restaurant concepts, that made it through, it was loyalty that really got them through. 100%. Can't argue with that. My guests have been uh, the founder, one of the founders, Mark Edelson, and CEO Chris Westcott of Iron Hill Brewery. The brewery is celebrating their 25 years in operation. And for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs, 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia, just go to ironhillbrewery.com. Mark, Chris, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Uh, congratulations and kudos. Uh, here's to another 25 years, guys.
Appreciate it. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, of course, it's that time for Suds and Duds, where I tell you all about the beers that I've had over the last, uh, you know, week or so. I tell you, if I like it, it's a Suds. If I don't, it's a Dud. We've been doing this for a long time, so figure it out here, folks. Uh, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, of course, odyssey.com, and the great Hopped Up Network. Head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show uh, usually a few minutes after it ends, um, and then you can download and listen to it at your leisure, which is pretty cool you could just pop it on and then you you know you're working out you want to listen to it you can do whatever you want there um let us dive into some beers now the bulk of these beers i had a paragon tap and table great restaurant gastro pub uh located right in my town of clark new jersey 135 off the garden state parkway i mean literally off the parkway um if you're coming south you get off you turn left into the target go to the back you're there if you're coming north you uh, go through uh, two lights, make a left, go through the next light, and then just make a left into the target. So it's a couple of lefts, and boom, you're in there. And let me tell you something. They got their uh, spring-summer menu is coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, they always have great beers on tap. Their March Madness is going on right now where they have 16 New Jersey breweries. Uh, and as kegs get kicked, breweries move on. And the winner of the contest, which takes place on uh, the night of March Madness, or uh, actually, April 7th. So that wouldn't actually... Well, you know what? Let me just check the calendar there for a second because I believe it ends on April 7th. Yes, yeah, so that would be Thursday, April 7th. So it's uh, the next couple of, thir- uh, you know, uh, Thursdays. They do, uh, you know, once a week, um, they'll be uh, changing up the uh, the, beers, the, beer, uh, the beer styles from the breweries. And then on uh, April 7th will be the finale. And whatever keg kicks first uh, is the winner of the two that are left, and they get their beer on tap at Paragon for four months. Now, we are working with Paragon on something really cool. Um, I can't reveal the details of it yet. Contracts aren't signed. Um, But when they are, I will let you guys know it's going to be a lot of fun um, that I'm hoping that we make this happen. We had some meetings uh, the other day, and um, I think we're going to get this done, and it's going to be a blast. Look, we're getting... We're getting back to normal. We're getting there, so I'm kind of excited, um, and I, I think this is going to be—I uh, think this is going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, let us dive into suds and duds. Cloudscape New Park Brewing. These guys are out of Connecticut. An outstanding IPA. I could drink ten of these. Super, super smooth. It was just a fantastic beer. I was shocked at how good it was. In fact, um, my neighbor who makes. Some trips uh, through Connecticut, Massachusetts, etc. He had asked me where it was, 
And uh, I told him, and he said, apparently it's near his niece's house. So I think he's going to take a trip up there when he does. He's got to bring back some cans because let me tell you something. Wow. Uh, End of Heartache by Twin Elephant. Uh, what a delicious stout. Coffee, chocolate, strong, just a really, really nice beer. Um, I was down in Atlantic City to see Sammy Hagar. Uh, afterwards, uh, when we came back up on Saturday, I, I was able to stop at the Seed, picked up some beers at the Seed, which I'm going to review in a minute. Um, and then when we got home, my wife was tired. She wanted to take a nap. So when, while she took a nap, I ran down to Wet Ticket because Wet Ticket put out a beer, and I want to tell you about it because it was their test ticket. Um, and Tim has really been killing it with the with the um, with the test tickets lately. Uh, I'm very impressed with what he's done. So they're doing a mango beer, which was phenomenal, by the way. Then they did a Rawway Mule, which is an Imperial Cream Ale, um, you know, giving you that kind of ginger and lime mix. It was okay. It's not my cup of tea. I think I, I really needed to drink a full one uh, to see how I really would like it. But Virtue and Vice. A 4.4% session IPA was the test ticket last week. Folks, i got to tell you something. And Tim, if you're listening, can this beer. This is one that you can. This is an all-day summer sipper. This is one that I crack open at a concert. Like the mango one that he's doing uh, that I know is going to be coming out is going to be a fantastic summer beer, right? Reminds you of the tropics. But this, this session IPA, this, this virtue and vice, for me, 100%. That's a concert beer. That's a parking lot. Crack it open. Drink three or four of them. Go in, enjoy a show. Uh, it's phenomenal. Tim, please, I hope you put this in cans. It's, it's fantastic. I would drink it all summer long, into the fall. It would be my year-round beer. I want something that's, that's light on the ABV, one that I can have a few and not be overwhelmed and bloated. It is a phenomenal beer, Virtue and Vice. Uh, if it's still on tap at Wet Ticket, go check it out. You will not... Be disappointed. Um, all tucked away by the seed. Uh, the perfect dark beer to drink when you want to drink more than one. Delicious. Uh, dandelion root in this. Uh, porter. Fantastic beer. Um, 5% ABV. Perfect. The seed just does some great, great beers. Speaking of which, as simple as home. Uh, as I explained this on Untapped, and you can follow me on Untapped at Catullo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. If you're looking for a beer that you can sip on all afternoon long while working on honeydew lists, this is the beer to do it with. Clean, simple, delicious. That's it. You're working on stuff around the house, a rainy day, you crack a can of two of these open, put it in a glass, do your stuff, couple sips, do your stuff, couple sips. It's perfect beer. The seed is killing it. If you haven't been down there in Atlantic City, um, it's right up the street from the Hard Rock Cafe. Do yourself a favor. Get there. Get there. You will not be disappointed. I was so happy that we were able to hang around uh, Atlantic City until they opened at noon. We were going to go Friday night. They didn't open until 5. I wanted to check in. We had dinner reservations. But uh, I will be back in AC in two weeks, definitely making a stop at the Seed before I leave and definitely sitting around for an hour or so uh, to have a couple of beers because they just do a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just they're a great brewery making a lot of traditional-style beers, which I love. Twilight Sky 2022. This is from... Uh, Cypress, but I believe this is the collab with Cypress and Ross, if I'm not mistaken, as a dunkle. This is a part of the um, this is a part of the March Madness over at uh, Paragon Tap and Table, and you should definitely check it out. Yes, Twilight Sky. This is the collab between uh, Ross and Cypress. So Cypress is doing their version. 
Ross did their version. There's two different cans. Really cool. Um, I have to say the Cypress version, excellent. I'm a sucker for a good Dunkelweissen. Uh, this is a great Dunkel. Went down smooth. Uh, delicious. Roasty. Dark. Um, had that caramelly t- type of taste. Fantastic beer. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee by two ton. A well done hazy. Great hop. Great flavor. Um, I- I'm going to be fair. Uh, two ton is right by me. They're in Kenilworth. They're about 10 minutes from my house, 10, 15 minutes from my house. Um, I haven't been there in a couple of years. I haven't really uh, had a lot of their beers o- over the last several years. Um, I thought they kind of missed the mark a little bit on some stuff. I was not the biggest fan of theirs. Uh, full disclosure. Um, but they have significantly improved. I, I, I don't know. New Brewer? I, I don't know. Uh, but this was a really good beer. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, very impressed. Have to get back over there. I know their tap room. They've done some things with their tap room that, that are really nice. Um, it's right by me. Uh, I know they do stuff in cans and stuff. I have to take a trip over there and get some cans to take home because um, I have to say I was very impressed. Uh, they they are doing a really nice job, and I am I, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. I mean, some sometimes a brewery, you know, you taste it once and you're like, ah, I'm not that crazy about it. You go back again a second time, you're not crazy about it. Third time's the charm. I'm telling you, they have really improved. If you haven't been over there in Kenilworth, it's 137 off the Garden State Parkway. Uh, a couple minutes off the exit, it's really worth it. And then go get yourself some hot dogs over at Five Points. You can't go wrong. Uh, finally, uh, Twin Elephants split the megahertz. Oddly enough, I thought I had had this beer before from Twin Elephant. I thought I had had it at one point um, at the brewery. I had not. This was their ver- um, uh, entry into the initial round uh, of 16 for the uh, March Madness, that uh, the beer madness that uh, Paragon Tap and Table does. Uh, what a great beer. Juicy, great mouthfeel, all-around banging IPA. Uh, again, I, there's very few things that Twin Elephant does that I don't like, and I love the fact that they continue to pump out fantastic beer in such a small facility where they, uh, you know, could they expand? Maybe. Do they? No. They just they keep it light, bright, and tight. The great Bruce Anderson from WABC always told me, when you're writing news stories, light, bright, and tight. You want to keep the copy tight. You want it bright and light. That's Twin Elephant. Light, bright, and tight. Oh, I like it. I like it. That To me, that's that's their wheelhouse, and they do a great job. Um, almost everything that they do is phenomenal. Without a doubt, got to get back to Twin Elephant. Uh, maybe when uh, my son is on his spring break, I'll take a ride over there, and uh, as well as to Bull and Bear uh, over in, uh, is it Madison? I forget where. I know it's right by uh, Twin Elephant. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in the show. Uh Mark Edelson and Chris Westcott, my guests from Iron Hill Brewery. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.